We want to get to pray for a number of things tonight. Obviously, um, we have the outreach on Sunday that we want to pray for. We'll get to that in a minute. There's quite a number of people who are as sick, some battling COVID and some other forms of illness. We, we want to remember all of those requests. But before we do, I want to share just a little thought to remind us all, refresh our hearts to uh, the truth that God's word reveals. I have learned, pastoring over these 30 years, that the criticalness of our Christian walk is dependent upon our willingness to be open and to receive from God afresh and anew, to, to, to approach God's word as if we are hearing it for the first time. Uh, in, in my time with the Lord over these 30 years, I have read through the Bible more than 30 times. I, I do my best to try to read it uh, through it. I know I do it throughout the whole, for the year, but I try to go even beyond that. But, so I know that at least I have read through the Bible for over 30 times, but my approach every single day that I read God's word is to say, God, open my eyes. I, I want to see something fresh and new. Even if it's, I'm reading John 3.16, I don't want to approach it as if I, I know that. I want the Holy Spirit to, to remind me and refresh my spirit through God's word. And he's always been faithful to do that. And so uh, I'm going to read to you a portion of scripture that we know so well uh, about the Christmas story. I'm looking at Ma Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph is engaged to be married to Mary, and Mary now... Joseph discovers that she is pregnant. And he didn't want her to experience uh, stoning, which by, by the Jewish law, if it was revealed that Mary was in fact pregnant, although they were not married, by the law, she was to be stoned to death. 
And so Joseph didn't want to uh, humiliate her or submit her to that, that kind of public uh, disgrace and her family. And so he planned to divorce her quietly. Uh, but as he's considering this, the Bible tells us that he has a dream. And in this dream, he is visited by the angel. And the angel declares to him and affirms to him that Mary is pregnant, but the pre she hasn't been unfaithful. That this child was conceived, in fact, by the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, and that Joseph was to embrace Mary, but he was also to call this son Jesus, as we are, for he will save his people from their sin. Uh, and so, Jesus' birth, this virgin birth, would fulfill the scriptures, and, they, and, and we see the, the, uh, the quoting there is actually from the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, where it says that the, uh, the, the virgin will conceive a child and, and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. That's a quote from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And this text to me spoke to my heart afresh and anew. The, uh, and it just affirmed to me the, the dual purpose for the birth of Christ. And this dual purpose is captured in the revelation of two names. We have, first of all, the name Jesus. Right, that's the dual purpose for the birth, of, a dual purpose birth of Christ is revealed first and foremost, number one, through the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. So the purpose for Christ's birth was to save us from our sin. Jesus Christ is, as we all know, is the only one that can save us from our sins. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. I know we know that. I just want to affirm that in all of our hearts tonight. Remind us it's not about religion. It's not about personal morality. It's about you and I putting our faith in Jesus Christ. He and he alone is the only one that can save us from our sins. And so every day that God gives us breath, because you know tomorrow's not promised to anyone, so every day that we wake up is a gift that God has given us that day. And that's the moment that we should thank God that he's not only given us this day, but we should thank him that no matter how we may stumble and fall throughout that day, we can receive forgiveness for our sins. We can be saved from our sins because of Jesus Christ. Because he was born to save us from our sins. And in a few moments, when we get to pray for uh, this holiday season, I, I want to I, I remind us, we need to pray that this holiday season, our families and our friends, they, they would experience and uh, the, the, this wonderful Savior who saves from sin. I, I don't want the, this holiday season to be something about, well, the baby in the manger. The Christmas story is so much more than just the baby in the manger. It's why the baby was in the manger. And that is that Jesus Christ came, he was born to save us 
from our sins. Would you say amen to that? The second thing uh, that came to my heart about the dual uh, purpose uh, for the birth of Christ is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, Isaiah declared this, Emmanuel, God would be with us. And the obvious thing is that, okay, this represents the manifestation of God in the flesh. That the Son of God would be born taking human form. God would be with us. That is the first and obvious interpretation of that. But it means so much more than God taking on human form. Emmanuel, God with us, represents our experience. See, once we are saved, once we've embraced Christ as our Savior and our sins have been forgiven, that's, remember, that's God, that's the first purpose for the birth of Christ, to save us from our sin. Then that kicks in this second purpose, and that is God with us. For the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 10, and Christ lives within you. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you. And John chapter 14, verse 17 says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be where? In you. Emmanuel, God with us. It means Christ in us through the through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You see, the purpose for being saved from our sins is so that you and I can daily experience the God's abiding indwelling presence. Every day that we wake up, every day that God gives us a, a new day, not only can our sins be forgiven, but we need to be reminded that every day that God gives us breath and that we experience life is a day that God wants you and I to experience his presence. That, that we need to recognize it's not uh, about you and I being part of some religious organization. No, it's about recognizing that if we are not experiencing the Lord's presence, we've lost sight of why Jesus was born. You see, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born so that he might save his people from their sin. And he would save his people from their sin so that they could experience his abiding presence in their heart, you see. Listen, there is no Christianity without the abiding presence of Jesus in your heart. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you are not experiencing the presence of the Lord, then all you've got is religion. You don't have Christianity. Because Jesus Christ died 
so that you and I can experience the manifest presence of God in our life every single day. And I've discovered it's easy to lose sight of that. It's easy to live our life during the course of a week and kind of lead God for the Sunday morning time. It's easy to get into this rut where we get up and we go about our business, the jobs, school, wherever it might be, housework, whatever uh, situation we find, and we go in day in and day out. And here's a, a powerful question to ask yourself at the end of the day. When you lay your head on your pillow, did I experience God's presence today? Did I experience God's presence today? Because that's what Christianity is all about. That's what separates us. It's God in you. It's God in you. Do you realize no other religion can say that? No other religion even teaches that. It's God in you. Jesus Christ came in the form of a little child, a baby, was born in the flesh. Why? So, because he would save his people from their sin. I'm so concerned, brothers and sisters, we love the name of Jesus more than we love the name Emmanuel. Think about that for a moment. Well, hear me what I'm talking about. In other words, we love he saves me from my sins. But do we really focus on the fact that he, he saved me from my sins so that he could be with me? So that I could experience his presence every single day of my life. Listen, experiencing the presence of the Lord is not for the select few. It is for every one that has put their faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because he dwells in you. In this holiday season, I don't only want to pray for us, but I want to pray that our friends and our family members will not only see Jesus Christ as Savior, but also as Emmanuel. That they can know what it is to experience the very presence of God in your life. How about you today, my brothers and my sister? You know, I'm talking about this holiday season. I, I, I want to I go back to that place of simplicity of saying, reminding myself, reminding my heart every single day that I can rejoice, I can bless and praise the name of God. Why? Because he saves me from my sin. Jesus, we magnify your name because of that. We magnify your name because of that. Come on, would you just stand with me for a moment? We magnify your name. Come on, just begin to thank Thank him that his name is Jesus. He saves us from our sins. He saves us from our sins. He saves us from our sins. Lord, we magnify.
magnify your name right now. We magnify and exalt the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you today that afresh and anew, God, you can save us from our sins, oh God. You break the power of sin in our life, oh God. We bless and magnify your name. We exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you tonight, oh God. Church cannot break the power of sin in my life. Religion cannot break the power of sin in our life. But Jesus Christ can break the power of sin in our life. He saves us from our sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We magnify your name. I pray, oh God, for all of us, oh God, in this holiday season. Oh God, that it would release, oh God, a fresh burst of, of worship and praise, oh God. Every day that you give us breath and we're reminded, oh God, of the gospel that you came to save us from our sins. So that God, even our adversary, will not be able to put condemnation upon us. But we all falter, we all fail in one way or another. But thank God that Jesus Christ saves us from our sins. Thank God Jesus Christ saves us from our sins. Hallelujah. May every day be a day where we, ra we raise up hallelujahs to the name of Jesus. May every day be a day where we exalt that wonderful name. Hallelujah. May we never get so mature, oh God, that we're beyond the simplicity of praising and magnifying the name of Jesus Christ. For he saves us from our sins. But God, we want to make sure that we complete the other name. That we don't forget the name Emmanuel. That you save us from our sins so that you, you can dwell within our hearts by your spirit, oh God. I thank you today, oh God, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives. Thank you that the Spirit of God has come into our hearts, oh God, filling the emptiness of our soul, oh God. And I thank you, oh God, that every day that you give us breath is a day that we can experience the presence of Almighty God. That's your heart's desire, oh God. That no matter what we struggle with, we can always come back and have our foundation set on, but God is with me. But God is with me. All hell is breaking loose around me, but God is with me. Oh God, I, there might be sickness in my body, but God is with me. I may have lost my job, and I'm not sure how I'm gonna make, make rent, but God is with me. May we never take light, your holy presence, and that you put away our sin so that you, the holy God, can dwell within us and commune with us to develop that intimate relationship with you. That's your heart's desire, God. 
We bless your name for that. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name, oh God. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Sometimes when we find ourselves in a season where we haven't been experiencing the presence of God, the first thing we need to do is take inventory and ask ourselves, is there something that I need God to forgive me for? Is there some sin that's blocking my relationship with God? And if there is, that's where that confession comes in and the Bible tells us if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness for he saves us from our sins. That's the first thought. The second thought is that there are times that I find believers are, are confused as to what does it mean to experience the presence of God. 
I think the most important aspect of experiencing God's presence is recognizing his voice. And I remember that there are times where early on in my walk, I was unsure. I was much like Samuel. Remember when Samuel heard the voice of God? God came and spoke to Samuel. But Samuel, his ear wasn't accustomed to understanding that it was God's voice. And it wasn't until the third time that Eli told him, this is what you say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In other words, when, he, and when Samuel did that and God began to speak to him, it paved the way now for Samuel to understand this is what God's voice is like for me. For every believer, the approach that we should have is always one of simplicity. Lord, in my quiet time alone, speak for your servant is listening. Give me an ear to hear what you want to say to me, God. I want to experience your presence in that way. And I, I, I assure you, my brother and sister, the word of God will become more relevant in your life. God will speak through this word. As you meditate on it, there will be divine thoughts that will come that you will know that you will know God's talking to my heart. And that's what it means in a practical way about experiencing the presence of God. Father, I thank you that even in those seasons where because of disobedience, because of our own stubbornness when going our own way, sin winds up blocking our path to you. And maybe that's why we've gone through these seasons where we are not experiencing your presence as we ought to. So, Holy Spirit, show us if that's what's going on. Show us the thing that is blocking our relationship with you so that we can repent of that, have it cleansed, and have that gateway open once again to experiencing your wonderful presence. And I pray for all of us, Lord, that as we spend that quiet time with you, God, that you would give us an ear to hear your voice, oh God. That we would be able to discern this is nothing less than the very voice of God speaking into my heart, drawing near to me. And I thank you for the promise of your word that if we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. Blessed be your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, that we, our faith tonight can rest on the promise of your word.